Welcome to Mr. Bait and Switch. Ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Each of these stories is written to reflect on life-giving insights, but you have to figure out what the insight is that will keep you alive. For more information and reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. And now, let's get to our next story. Right Here, written by J. Thomas Sparrow and read by Geraldine Hoxie Sparrow. What do you do when you can't keep up with your work? That's the question I asked her, even though she was dead at the time. No one says it is easy being a frontline worker at Job and Family Services. Even for the people who don't seem to care, it's a hard job. My problem is that I am one of the people who care too much. There are certain individuals who come into this office who are desperate. After you've been through a thousand people or so, you start to recognize who is truly desperate. When I spot them, I make sure I do everything I can for them. That takes time. That's the problem. That extra time isn't in my job description. I have a quota of people I need to get through. Or at least I did. One day, I was in the break room by myself, feeling overwhelmed. My numbers were low. My job was at risk. I looked at the picture hanging on the wall by the vending machine. It was of Miss Mabel Ann Rutherford, who had been the employee of the year six times. Staring at her picture, wishing that she was still alive and could talk with me, I asked silently, how do I do it? How do I help these people and keep up with my job? I shut my eyes for a few seconds. I heard the clock ticking. Then I thought someone was in the room with me. I opened my eyes and saw a cloudy figure standing by the vending machine. It looked like Miss Mabel Ann. She seemed to answer me clear as day. You do what you can. I said out loud, what do you mean? She leaned toward me. Oh, dear Shanika. I mean to say that every person needs something different. You have to pay attention to see how you might help. There isn't a rule. You just do what you can. I could see her clearly now. I told her I don't know what to do, and everything I do takes time. That's time I don't have. I am always behind. Sometimes you touch a person's hand to reassure them. Sometimes you look them in the eye for an extra second or two so that they know that you really see them. She stopped talking for a moment and smiled at me. She sent her reassuring gaze to me. She shrugged her shoulders and added, Sometimes you give them a phone number that you handwrite even though you've got a pre-printed sheet with the number already on it. That way, they know it's for them. Her eyes locked on mine. You just do what you can. Thank you, Miss Mabel. No, thank you, Shanika, for caring. After that, I felt Miss Mabel was always with me, 
If I had a question, I checked in with Miss Mabel. I couldn't see her, but I felt her presence and heard her voice. Once someone came to my station and I felt they weren't telling the truth. I silently asked, What do you think of this person, Miss Mabel? As slithery as a snake. Another time, I looked out at my line, and I saw Miss Mabel with her arm around a lady. She was holding that woman up. When that woman, Mrs. Rodriguez, came up to me and shared her story, I spent extra time with her and made sure all of her paperwork was complete. I know my boss means well. She does care about people. But she told me that I am deficient. Other people have to pick up my slack. I see how they do it. They call it burning through. It is the way to keep from being fired. Ironic, isn't it? You race through your cases, burn through those cases, so that your contact numbers are good. When you do that, you can't think about each person. You can't take time to hold their hand or make a special phone call for them. You have one goal. Process them as quickly as possible. I did improve my numbers, but not enough. Then today happened. Sheila Gunderson came through my line with her little boy, Bradley, at her side. She was wearing sunglasses on a cloudy day. Her hands were trembling. She needed immediate assistance. We have a program for what she needed, but she was in the wrong line. She waited 30 minutes with her son in the wrong line. It wasn't my job to help her. It wasn't my job to get her in the right line. It was my job to get rid of her as quickly as possible. But I didn't do my job. I talked to her. I put my hand on hers. I smiled at her. I picked up her boy. I saw behind her glasses. I saw the swelling and the purple skin. I took her to the right line, but she couldn't wait. She said her husband would already be furious. I saw her go out the back door to the parking lot. My boss saw the whole exchange. She was waiting for me when I got back to my desk. She was upset that I had left my station. She fired me. My numbers are her numbers. Things got really crazy just after that. Sheila's husband pulled his car over before they even left the parking lot. He pulled out a gun. He shot his wife. He shot his son. Then he shot himself. So here I am, cleaning out my desk. The agency doors are locked for the night. And Sheila is standing with her little boy right here. She is standing right here next to my desk, looking at me without the sunglasses, but with agony in her eyes, and her boy at her side in a daze. She tells me she doesn't know where else to go. I try to give her a hug, but of course I can't. I can't pick up the boy to hold him on my lap, to whisper to him that it's all over now that everything is going to get better. I call, Miss Mabel, Miss Mabel, Miss Mabel, I need your help. I know you know where Sheila and Bradley need to go. You can help them, can't you? 
Miss Mabel appears from the dark of the closed office. She gives Sheila a hug. She smiles at Bradley and takes his hand. They are headed up the stairs now. Miss Mabel has her arm around Sheila. They are going up the grand staircase. It is filled with light. They stop and turn towards me. Sheila says, thanks for trying to help. Bradley waves, bye-bye. Alone now, I gather my things and head down the stone stairs. Without a job. I don't know what I am going to do. But I know I am going to do what I can. Thanks for listening to Mr. Bait and Switch, ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Remember, to see reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. This podcast is brought to you by Resounding Source Audio.